But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. some for the pumpkin spice content, you have some for just the, the, the podcast, there might be a few that just like you because of that, I can't keep up with you. Well, I mean, I'm sure like the Taylor Swift, you got, you know, the main set of Swifties, but then everybody broken down into different regions and they have inner names for their region, so it, it's kind of the same thing. When you think of Taylor Swift, you think of Michael Burrow with the same breath, you know? You're right. When I when I think of like a young, attractive, talented singer, I also think of an old, middle-aged, mediocre podcaster. Yeah. Hey, I'm just telling you, Travis Kelsey did send me his digits, so we're right in line. You know, Later Travis time. Kelsey sent you his digits. Well, I guess you don't know that story. Like he went I don't. to a, Sw- a Swifty concert, mm. and I guess they have like friendship bracelets of something she does. Okay. So he threw. His would have his digits, his phone number on it. He was shooting his shots, oh. and the um, he kind of said in an interview, uh, "You know, I tried it. I, I think it's the podcast he does with his brother. Yeah. He's like, I shot my shots, but nothing happened. <laughs> but Dude, recently, there's rumors that they've been hanging out the two of them. So you know, hey, you know what? I think that's a good match. You know why? Because Travis Kelsey." In the spotlight, seems like a guy that's kind of like comfortable in his own skin. Seems a little, you know, a little edgy at times, a little fun. You know, he's kind of a young superstar. She's a young superstar. Um, I think that's a good match. Why not? Yeah, and you figure if they break up, Kelsey's a hard thing to rhyme with, so she can't really write a good <laughs> song to go with it. You know, he's like, ha ha. You, gotcha. you know, she's now in like a paradox where guys want to date her, so there's a song about them when they break up. Like, there's guys that definitely want to date her to break up with her. Like, they just put their profile on Tinder and they're just mm-hmm. crossing their fingers, and it's like, oh, I have a match with a, a tailor, 
from uh, Florida. You're telling me you're telling me that you wouldn't want a number one song over you know you got generations of kids now who are going to listen to her and, and that song has to be played at a concert where millions of people are screaming about you know some song about you and you happen to be the subject of the song. I feel like Burlo, especially you, would love every second of that knowing the song is about yourself. Well, think about it. We, as much as we say every breakup song she's done and all, and it got repetitive for a while, the guy never got famous any yeah. of them that she broke up with. I mean, True. Uh, Alanis Morissette, Jackie Little Pill, is about breaking up with the uh, Uncle Joey from Full House, and, like, nobody really knew that. Today, cool, eh? Yeah. That's right. I... I, I it's funny because you just like jostled like something that was in the back of my head that hasn't been that hasn't been accessed in like 20 years <laughs> you know something just broke loose and you're like I'm like Joey from my full house wait a minute he's Canadian wait a minute I kind of remember the story from some like VH1 show or something like that yeah yeah Jagged Little Pill yeah so, if Taylor Swift wrote a song about you as her ex, what would the title be? She mentioned my name recurring in the song. You're a loser. You're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably be at the concert. Well, no, I wouldn't go to the concert. The tickets are probably way too expensive. I would go. I was just going to ask you if you got tickets, would you go? I'm not a fan. I got tickets. Yeah. yeah. I would go. I would see. That's a great show. Yeah, I would see. you got to go. You know, like it's it's like going to see the biggest pop star of a decade. You know, I feel like I would have loved to see Michael Jackson. I would have loved to see Madonna in her prime. Like what that was like. Uh, even through like the Beatles. Uh, you know, even like maybe ten years ago, like Justin Timberlake, Jay Z, Beyonce. Like I'm sure these shows are like unbelievable visually, and like there's got to be something to it where. They're that big, and they're selling out every every show that the people are just flocking to of all ages. So I, I would definitely go if I got Swifty tickets. I mean, it would be great though if like these stars they were like the biggest prime number one. Nobody's bigger in the world, and they put on the crappiest show on the planet. <laughs> like they just come out with like a stool and sit on there and just like. Silently talking the mic and all kind of singing. Uh, I, I, I like my backup dancers. It's funny because you know we we've interviewed so many musicians, and I, I think I've mentioned this in, in a couple interviews. But like back in the day, the knock on hip hop live was that it was always terrible. Like there was always like eighty guys on stage with microphones, and like everyone just like talking over each other, kind of. And yeah. I think you still get that, just like you get crappy rock concerts. But hip-hop, I think, has evolved so well into live, where these guys are bringing out full bands, they're bringing out amazing guests, they're bringing out rock artists to, to you know, um, collaborate with on stage. But I do remember, back in the day, I went to Rutgers Fest at Rutgers University, and it was a real big fish, who was my first concert I ever went to before that, which was a ska band, you know. Underrated band. Yeah, a good band, a good band. Spell out, Mike. If you had to sing one song at the top, at, like your best, no, like soft, 
spoke in on the microphone. If you had to give it your all, what song would it be? Maybe the greatest was lyrics, but I think the closest I could probably get is Green Day Basket Case. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I think it's a good one, too, because you can kind of cover it up because it's got the imperfection in it. You know, the voice mm-hmm. is kind of punk rocky a little bit. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, I'm saying, like, you're not even joking around. You're like, I'm going to belt this out. Um, yeah. would, would you like to give us a verse? Do you have the time? No, I meant in your in your best singing voice. There, I was I was in chorus for a while, and, and I think at my fifth uh, or sixth grade graduation, I was up there with the soloists. Like, yeah, it's like four of us performing. What do you remember the song you had to do? No, it was nothing like popular no. or whatever. I, I do remember when I like the music. Teacher was like, "All right, who wants to audition to try this out?" And I like popped up. He kind of gave me a look, like, "Seriously?" <laughs> then it was done. It's like, "Oh, yeah. seriously?" Isn't it funny you remember like little little nods of like approval? Like I, I remember a chorus teacher, and we had to sing a every song within a different language. And I remember we had some like. Hungarian song we had to, to sing, and it was called Gobby Gobby. You could probably look it up. It was G-O-B-I-G-O-B-I. I, I don't know if it was Hungarian, but I remember it was like, Gobby Gobby, Gobby Gobby. And I remember singing my little heart out in the back row, and I remember them being like, he was like, very good, Scott. And I remember like, I'm, I, I, I'm probably one of the next tenors. Like, I am that good. At this. But you do remember these little little moments, you know? Um, did you did you find the song by the way? I could. Oh, like a, damn it! <laughs> it's not a hit. Yeah, it's like it took me to Wiktionary, which I guess is some kind of foreign Wikipedia. And yeah. I'm almost scared to click like, the link. Yeah, you don't click on that. Don't click on that. You will. Uh, your your Wi-Fi will slow down by. <laughs> but anyway, I was saying that hip hop. I, I went to that Rutgers Fest thing. It was Real Big Fish and Ludacris. Uh, the rapper, and he was so terrible because there was 50 guys on stage. Like you could not. And I loved the Ludacris back then. Me and my me and my buddy used to love just you know singing along to Ludacris songs because they were fun and silly. And you couldn't even like hear him. It was just so many guys like yeah, whoa, you know like. But now it's it, it, it's come really so far as far as live production on um, on hip hop music. Yeah, now they added a third person to go, oh, yeah, 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 what, what, oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they've cut the hype man down. That's what's really got made it better. But uh, that's actually a good segue into a little little game I would like to play with you guys. Oh. Okay. So we have, um, in, in a few minutes, we have a country singer coming on, and we'll get to her in very shortly. Okay. Um, now, Oh, the game is I have to figure out who it is. Okay, okay. Garth Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just country trivia. No. <laughs> um, now, I have a respect. I, 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 I refuse, and we all get in these little ruts as we get older, like, wow, oh, new music's terrible, right? And, but I refuse to be the guy who is not open to new music, right? It's not, like, I, I still think there's always going to be great artists out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I like every style of music. I'm a big music guy. But I find 
you know, there's really terrible lyrics in pop. There's really ter- terrible lyrics in rap. But I find country, especially modern country, to, to, to kind of be the flag bearer of some really, really cheesy lyrics. Because it's kind of become country pop. Now, I love certain country artists. I love Chris Stapleton. I, lo- I think Zach Brown Band's phenomenally talented. I think uh, Eric Church is a talented dude. But I feel like there's still a lot of um, a, a, a lot of bad lyrics out there. Okay, Mike? So, what I wanted to give to you today is a quiz. Okay? Now, I also consider myself a fantastic country songwriter. I'm not sure if you knew that. Okay. Uh, I don't know what you're doing, Mr. Yeah. Yeah. So, what you have to, all you have to do, you have two choices, Mike. Is this a real country song, or is this a Scott Brennan original country song? Okay. Uh, I'm not telling you how many are actual and how many are Scott Brennan's, but I'm going to give you, I'm probably going to give you ten, okay? So, Mike, out of ten, what do you think is a, what do you think is a passing grade here? Should we go with a C and above, a 70 and above? I think that's a fair one, yeah. Okay, so A plus would be your 90, okay, B would be your 80, C would be 70, and you know, no one really celebrates a D. It's either like, yeah, I got a C or I fail, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready? No. Okay, well, let's wait a little while. <laughs> let's just do some dead air until... Yeah, we're going to... I'll, I'll be back in ten minutes, and all. I got some stuff to read, and we'll... Yeah. Go ahead, boy. All right. Here we go. I ain't much... Now, I'm not going to... I'm not going to try to sing it, but I might, I might say these in a little bit of a country twang. You know, like to kind of get the mood. All right. I ain't much for mowing thick grass. I'm too slow for working too fast. I don't do windows, so honey don't ask. But I'm pretty good at drinking beer. I am going to say that is... I'm going to say that's Scott. You're going to say that's Scott. Yep. Okay, Mike. You are 0 for 1. You are 0 for 1. This is a real song. This is a real song by an artist named Billy Currington. And the name of the song is Pretty Good at Drinking Beer. <laughs> it was his 2010 single. Again, I ain't much for mowing thick grass. I'm too slow for working too fast. I don't do windows, so honey, don't ask. But I'm pretty good at drinking beer. <laughs> All right, Mike. Tough one to start. Tough one to start. Um, you're 0 for 1. We just got to get on the board here. Okay? Yep. I heard he's got a Prius because he's into being green. My buddy said he saw y'all eating that sushi stuff. Baby, that don't sound like you. That don't sound like you love. It sounds like it sucks. Wow, that's a lot to unravel there. Right, right. Like, it's so bad I want to say it's fake, but it's... Uh-huh. So bad that I'm like, why would you make that up to make me think that's from you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I see both mindsets here. Yep. Yeah. Would you like me to? Would you like me to read it again to get you in the mood? Well, one more time. I heard he's got a Prius because he's into being green. 
My buddy said he saw you eating that sushi stuff. Baby, that don't sound like you. That don't sound like love. Sound like a stuff. I'm going to say real. Mike, you're on the board. Mike, you're on the board. That is a Justin Moore. Justin Moore, it's called Beta Hook. It came out in 2011. Um, I love how macho he is that he can't even admit that maybe sushi might, might be might be okay to eat. You know, like, ugh, sounds terrible. That progressive lid sushi. Yeah, that sounds like like 2002 kind of thing. You know, no raw fish. <laughs> I ain't eat no raw fish. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I made a song about it. Here it goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Mike. You are one for two. One for two. We're going into question three. Because I'd like to see you out in the moonlight. I'd like to kiss you way back in the spit. I'd like to walk you through your field of wildflowers. And I'd like to check you to pick. Yeah. Hmm? That's you. Oh, no. No, Mike. You're off the board again. That is a, <laughs> that is a real lyric. Um, that is a song literally entitled, Check You for Pick. Because <laughs> I'd like to see you in the moonlight. I'd kiss you way back in the sticks. I'd walk you through the wildfire. And I'll check you for That is also by a huge country artist by the name of Brad Paisley, Mike. I mean, I guess it's somewhat a pickup line. I guess you got checked her whole body for sticks. I don't I, I don't think I'm manly enough to make that setup work. <laughs> I, like, I, I was never great with the girls, but I never thought if I'm like, maybe if I ask them if I can check them for this. I know. Can you imagine that poor girl, you coming up to them and be like, hey, babe, you know, you look a little, you look a little itchy. You know, you've been outside all day. Can I just check you for pics a little bit? No. Like by the wild side. I just want to do my magic I'm just looking out for you, then. Um, Mike, oof, one for three. One for three. The max you can get right now is 80, so you need to pick it up, all right? We'll give it a shot. All right. So that girl is glowing from the doozy dupe up. Liquor is flowing. Let's fill my solo cup. Hey, there's hay we can roll around in. Maybe take that John Deere out for a spin. Yeah, this is a good one. Good athletic, so it's that you congratulations. Um, we'll say it's real. Uh, Mike, 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 that is another Scott Brennan original right there. God bless you. Let me picture how it would go. Okay. That girl is going up from the days of Duke up. Liquor is flowing, let's fill my soul cup. Hey, there's hay, we can roll around the end. Maybe take that John Deere out for a spin. I said, yeah, this is a good life. And then this is where you would come in. Yeah, yeah, this is a good life. <laughs> yeah, right, right? <laughs> See? See, it's a formula. It's a formula. If you throw tractors and beer and hay and other things like that, you have a country song. So, yeah, yeah. 
All right, Mike, it's salvage time. You gotta salvage this grave, okay? You gotta salvage it up, okay? Just trying to survive. Just, just trying to survive. You're just trying to get out into the next round of the playoffs, you know, so you can make some work, okay? All right, here we go. Um, you're so fly. You make a trout want to jump right out of the stream from a dirt road on a road. You're so fly. You want to, You make a trout want to jump right out of the stream from dirt on a road. I'm going to say it's real. Mike, that is real. Okay, that is from a band called Old Dominion. Um, have you ever tried that on a girl? You ever tell her she was so fly that you, know, you make trout want to jump out of a stream and onto a dirt road? Have you ever tried that pickup line? Uh, I have not. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I'm, I'm very sad by the fact that I'm married right now because that, like, I just feel Don't lie. You're tempted to, like, hang this call up right now and get out to that singles bar up the street down there in Georgia. Yeah. All right. Listen, I'm not going to cheat on you, mm-hmm. but i got to try this out. i got to see what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not even, like, going into the bar. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, like, open the door and yell and point at a girl and see what happens. Yeah, I love that you just you, you can call a girl and say, you know, you make trout jump onto a dirt road, and somehow she's like, oh, God, look at me, look at me. I've been my whole life for something to Hi, Mike. Um, that makes you what? Two for five? Two for five? Absolutely. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. This is one of my favorites. No, you won't see her in the centerfold of a Playboy magazine. No, she's too busy getting dirty in a field of green. She's a corn star. The talk of the crop at every county fair, y'all. She's a corn star. A blue ribbon winner for the last five years. She's a corn star. She's a corn star. I'm going to say that's a you, Scott. Mike, I'm going to take this as a compliment, okay? Okay. The fact that you think I'm so unique and original to come up with a great term like corn star, um, but unfortunately you're wrong. This is not me. There is an actual song out there, a pretty big hit called You're a Corn Star. My favorite part of that is you're a blue ribbon winner for the last five years. Like you're like she's a county fair cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike. All right, we got a couple more here. All right, yep. let's just let's try to salvage. All right. Um. This was just a one-liner. Just a one-liner. Okay. Lord have mercy. How she even get them britches on? Lord have mercy. How does she even get them britches on? Just obviously, Mike, she's probably a very endowed woman. Mm. And how is she going to pull her britches upon those 
Later tonight in the barn, we'll do a little spinning. I noticed that my country started country, and then it, it got a little folky at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going past the I lost a little bit of time. Uh, um, real. Right? Once again, that is a Scott Brennan original. Two tall, uh, that one's called Two, Two Tall Boys and Airplane Bottles, guys. If you want um, <laughs> to hit us up. And Two Tall Boys. Maybe that should be give rid of the original uh, intro. Uh, we, I should probably record that song and maybe sell it for a dollar each, you know? Uh, Why not, man? Greg uh, Ebola, he's, he's got the, the thing with uh, uh, Spotify, so you can be like, hey, you're making us money. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Mike, I'm sorry. Um, you, you, you pulled a Scotty on this game. I, I, yeah. In a way, I feel pretty happy watching you struggle because that's kind of how I usually am in the hot seat. When, when you barbecue me with, the, with these ridiculous games. But uh, in another way, I, I think you're going to have to lay low in Georgia for a week or two. I mean, I've got to go back to COVID burger where it's before I built, like, my whole empire, if you will. So, I mean, it happens sometimes, so might be basement for a couple months. Mike, before we get to our guests, um, if you had to issue an apology to the state of Georgia um, at a press conference, how would you, how would you do it right now? Uh, well, you know, I'd have my wife by my side so I can reference her. Yeah, give us the theme. About her give us the theme. What, what are you dressed in? Um, well, I feel <laughs> like not. I want to suit up because then it's like, oh, it's just complete fake. And okay. That's not right. going to be sincere. you got to have a little authenticity. You got it. So, um, like, I got a collared shirt that I got from uh, Tony Stewart when I met him. Right. Okay. So, I like so that. I, that, that. I really like that. Office Depot on there. I was like, all right. That's, that's, so a, cool. that's, that's a fantastic hard. move right there. I really yeah. like that. Okay. And, like, some blue jeans. Not too, not too nice and all. Like you look at the bottom, will be a little like fraying down at the bottom. Right, so. a little fray, a little fray. And you know, I'm just. Kind but of you, you don't want to have too much fray or like rips, because then it looks like the kid yeah. who was buying from the store. You know? No, 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 no. no. It, it's gonna kind of look okay, but then <laughs> if you like keep your eye down, it's like, oh, okay, that's the pair. It's like if you don't notice, it looks great. But when you do notice, it's like, oh yeah, it's been around for a while. I'm really liking what your PR team is putting out right now. Fantastic stuff right now. Okay, keep going. And, and what I'm going to do is just speak about, you know, I've only been here for a short amount of time. I know that I've come into your environment, into your world, and I've tried to be as much acclimated as possible, and things get away. I'll, I'll talk about last weekend I had my first official chicken and waffles. And I embraced that. Wow. Never had it in my life. And I went to Red Velvet Bistro down in Douglasville, Georgia, in my hometown. Can I stop to ask you, what, will you be doing that, like, weird politician film, you know, at the time? Like, you know, you can wear yourself. Situation? They do it. Sometimes like, I'm doing it to the camera right now, but we're not recording. But it's like that thumb behind the fingers for some reason. Like, you know, you just put them up and, and point them at people every once in a while. Yeah, I 
mean, so sometimes you do this one, sometimes you do like a finger point, mm-hmm. and sometimes you go bring your hands together when you try to keep them straight. Okay. And you just talk about, I, I know I have to work on knowing the tradition of this state. Beautiful, you know, beautiful state, beautiful state. Absolutely. I got to work on the culture of this county. I got to work on even to the neighborhood to ensure that my southern roots are sewed in and you know that I will not be leaving you and I am here for you. Yeah. That's the only thing you're missing from your speech, Mike. The only thing you're missing is you like, people love when you say, I'm going to continue to work on myself, you know, to, to make, I'm, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better going forward. Well, I'll talk about how, as we, as I failed this country song test, I used to live in by Sonoya, where Zach Brown had a tea shop, and me and my wife would go there every weekend and talk about, yes. like, Oh, you dropped that little local, that local tea shop thing. They love that. They love a little local yeah. story. Yeah. I'll tell them that. You, uh, you know, like when, I, Bi- when Biden's like, I was sitting with Jack <laughs> at the pool. You know, the, the kids were rubbing my rubbing my leg hair. Like, you know, how he says. I was eating watermelon Billy. Yeah. I miss Billy so much. Right. I, I like it. You're a pro. You're a pro. I, I think they would accept your apology. And then finally, a lot of times people like end with like a go, like for the local team. Like, who are you going to say? Uh, you got to go stage, college football season, go Bulldogs. Yeah. Go Bulldogs at the end. I feel like people are standing up and like, woo, he's our man. I feel like by the end of your speech, you're signing babies, you're, you're, you're signing women's boobies. Like, they're, they're right yeah. back in your corner. I'm like, babe, I'm checking these tips. I'm not feeling you up. I just saw you by the wildflowers. I hope you, I hope you accept my apology. And after this speech, if anyone would like to come up to me, I will check them for ticks. Oh, my God, he brought it back around. Full <laughs> circle burlu, baby. <laughs> oh, my God, this show just grows stupider and stupider. But anyway, time to get to our guest, okay? Our guest, uh, very special guest. She is a country artist. Uh, uh, she's pretty pretty up and coming, and she has an album uh, that just came out recently, or is coming out right now, uh, by the name of Bad Girl Bible. Uh, we, she's very interesting. She is a young African American lady in the world of country. Very smart, real interesting backstory. Um, and she's really putting a lot of stuff out there. Um, so again, her her album is called Bad Girl Bible. Bible, Bad Girl Bible, Bad Girl Bible, um, and she goes by the name of Raina Roberts. So we're going to get Raina on the podcast right now. Rocking great space at the moment because I got ridiculously sunburned. So, uh, 
and Mimi showing off some body parts. I think we had this conversation a while ago about if you had an OnlyFans, what would be the only thing thing you could possibly market? I think you I think you said your calf. Yeah, your calf. You're just doing a couple hours of calf workouts just to really. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, you want to lift the weight? Nah. <laughs> Look at these bad boys. You think I'm going to worry about these things? Nah. They're like, we have all sorts of exercise programs. So, would you like to do cardio kickboxing? Would you like to do the TRX band? No, no, no. Um, what are your calf plans? Do you have a calf class? <laughs> I, I want to solely do a 24-hour session on my calf. I need to come in here for an hour and just do calf raises all the time. I need someone yelling at me that you have skinny calves because I'm just a calf guy. And I want somebody that, like coaching me, you know, it's like, you don't think you can get your calf sexy here? Come on, <laughs> one, one more, one more. Look at those ugly calves, you fat calves, idiot. Come on. Your calves are gross. Uh, anyway, Rainy Roberts, guys. Rainy Roberts. Um, he probably regrets this show. He probably regrets this But we get a couple comebacks. You know, we get a couple people coming back. But, uh, Mike, what do you got? Well, Scott, uh, the NFL season just got underway. It's underway. It's underway right now. Look at those uh, giants. Giants. Unbelievable giants. Everyone's afraid to play them right now. Listen, I consider myself a great football player, Scott. I mean, the crash on it. I have as many passing yards and completions as a $37.5 million quarterback, mm-hmm. and I've scored as many points this year as an entire football team. You are, you are correct. You are correct. All in the same building. So, but I, from where I come from. I would also say, if you watch that game, you could have put um, – Joe Montana back there, he probably would have had three yards. The, the line was so disgusting. Um, they, they showed this clip of uh, Parsons from uh, Dallas. Like, they hiked the ball, and he ran so fast that he basically was tackling Daniel Jones, like, as the ball was getting in his hand. And I am no Daniel Jones apologist. I'm not the biggest fan. I thought he had a pretty good year last year. I was surprised. Obviously, you want a quarterback to do good. Um, but I, I think you should put Brady, Mahomes, uh, Rodgers, anyone back Well, maybe not Rodgers now. Um, but anyone back there, and it would have been a nightmare that night. Dallas smothered the Giants. You could have put all of them back there. Like, <laughs> it's like 10 players and the five greatest quarterbacks of all time. And you probably would still have the same result. Imagine that rotation. Like, you snap it to, like, it goes to one of them. They're just all standing behind there, but you don't know which one. Exactly. <laughs> Game plan for this. Like, you can do close lateral. Yeah. You can do close lateral. That'd be great. But anyway, yeah, football's but, back, and I love it. I'm very excited. So, we're going to do a little thing tonight, Scott. Yep. I'm going to call this the Triple F. Triple F. The F Up Football Fan Zone. Okay. And we, uh, with us being big fans, mm-hmm. we're going to try to make football the most aggravating, annoying, messed up thing every Sunday for either of us. The worst experience, basically. Yeah. yeah. So we have basically five categories 
that we prepared for earlier, and me and Scott are trying to come up with the absolute worst scenario to, to make you regret your upcoming Sunday. Mm-hmm. Real quick, how'd you feel about your Washington Commanders? They got the W, but they, they got they did not look that great against what's supposed to be like the worst team in the NFL. The only thing I can say is, as I tell people every year, since there's barely any preseason, and like most stars only play like the second game and that's it, we don't see what teams really got until like week three, week four. So my only hope is, got the win when struggling, mm-hmm. going to build off of that. I mean, the good thing is, like, the schedule, as tough as it looks, it's like Denver struggling. Philly kind of beat up, kind of struggled that first week. Chicago didn't look as good as everybody says. You got the Jets down the road. Really you never know. Yeah. Um, and we didn't do our usual before we get to this bit in a second. We did not do our usual um, Super Bowl. We, we are one week off. Well, we do not do our Super Bowl prediction. I have mine because I do with a bunch of my buddies. We always send in our Super Bowl prediction. Um, but you also have a week now to digest, Mike. Who you got? Super Bowl, whatever year this is, 2024. 2024, okay. Yep. Uh, for the AFC, I am going to go a little off-kilter. Probably team. Probably seen that high rank, but nobody's really discussing it in like through that final stage. I think I know who you might be going with. Go ahead. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. I thought for a second you were swerving to the Jaguars, uh, um, which a couple people have mentioned. I've been back and forth on those two. Yeah. I, I just like the youth and the super speed of Miami. I think. Any defense they're going to play, they're still going to put up a good, like, mid-20 on some, something I can't see with everybody, especially, like, Kansas City. You can tell uh, they don't have the weapons like they should. I mean, obviously, time goes long. I could all change. I mean, I, I, I don't – I've heard people say that, like, but they won the Super Bowl last year with the, with, less, with basically Kelsey and a bunch of no-names anyway, like, on, on the offense. But you can only do it so much, especially if we don't know when Kelsey's coming back or Wait, are you when they get that one meter. Are you telling me that it's hard to win the Super Bowl with no names? I don't know. It, it, it happens from time to time, but I'm saying <laughs> the point is no, I, agree. I go with the gun, what I see. Yeah. I, I think that now, especially with Rodgers out, I think the East is an easier kind of division to go through. They got that youthful stuff. They got the young coach. It's a lot of stuff you've seen with other teams, like the brands that it's just like building, all gel together. Yep. So I like Miami out of there. Don't hate it. Uh, and I believe they are going to be playing the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I was concerned with them. I may have not picked them, but we did this before week one because I had a on a concern mm-hmm. with Brock Purdy. I'm like, dang it, surgery. UCL is an insane injury, especially for your throwing arm. That boy that has not missed the beat, infinite weapons, mm-hmm. killer defense, good checker. They got 
everything lined up there. I feel Philly's going to get a little beat up because the East, I, even though like the Giants struggle, I still think that's four teams that have kind of stepped up and are kind of yeah. still gelling. And there's really no other competition. The South is atrocious. The, the North, I don't know what to think of that, where we're talking maybe the Lions are going to be the chance. So I'd like Miami with San Fran, with San Fran taking the title. Oh, okay. Um, I'm one. I'm happy you didn't say Washington. Um, you did pull at that one year. I uh, did. <laughs> I love old. I'm seeing them at seven to nine. Mm-hmm. Maybe outside chance for the seventh seed, but yep. I, I think it's one of those. You're going to give it your try. Rivera's going to get in his own way. New new owners are just going to be ready to go. Let's, yeah. let's clean house and let's make our team. I, um, I'm going AFC, um, and this is how you know it's not based off a week one performance. Um, this is my gut instinct. I think they've been building. They've been building. They've been building. Um, they've gotten really close. Um, they have weapons everywhere. Defense is pretty good. They have a stud quarterback. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are getting to the Super Bowl. Um, week one, whatever. I think I guess Joe Burrow seems to be a little bit of a slow starter. Like last year, everyone was saying the same thing. Like, oh, what happened to Joe? And then he killed it like the rest of the season. Well, to add to your thing, he hasn't had one full offseason. He had COVID offseason. He had... Uh, he came off an ACL the one year. He, uh, he injured his calf this year. So the kid looks the way he does, and he still doesn't have the amount of practice that he should. Yeah, I, I love that team. I think they have weapons everywhere. Um, and I just think, like, it's that weird thing, like you kind of said with the Rams, or they're building, they're getting close, they're building, they're getting close, they're getting coach. Like, this seems like even in the other positions, the kicker is great. Like, weird things. Like, they just have a lot of pieces. Um, and then on the other end, Mike, I am going to 100% agree with you. I also have the Niners going to the Bowl. I had Bengals Niners written down last week. Um, it's going to come back, come down to quarterback, but God, you surround that kid with everything and a stellar defense and good coaching. Um, uh, put me down for Bengals Niners this year. So. All right, well. Back to messing up football. Yeah, we, are, we got the sports, so now we're going to have some fun with it. So we have five categories to basically screw with our co-host uh, football Sunday. Uh, we're going to start it off with who you have to watch the game with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you like to go first or just start? Well... In spirit of football, Mike, um, we'll do a coin toss here, and you're going to call it. I have a pin here. This is tails. This is heads. What would you like? Tails. It is tails. What would you like to do, Mike? I'm kind of interested in what you made up, Scott. I would prefer. Okay. So this is what the people you are watching football uh, Mike Berlew has to watch football Sundays with every Sunday mm-hmm. for 18 weeks. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, Mike, now, I, I was torn between a couple things. I thought maybe watching football with furry would be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, they might be kind of cool. They're kind of like mascots anyway, you know. 
that might backfire. Like all of a sudden, it's like if you're a Brown fan, you're surrounded by dogs. All of a sudden, you have everyone around you. You know, uh, and they might just be like, "Hey, we like football, but we just sit in um, we sit in our furry outfits, man. That's what it is." And it might not even be that annoying. You know, yeah, might not be that annoying. Um, so what I went with, I was thinking about who might be the most annoying people to sit there every Sunday with, right? Every Sunday, you're you're trying to relax. You're you're, you're getting in your chair, get the snacks out, you know, you're ready to watch the game. Um, work is tomorrow, so you're just trying to have a good Sunday. You're just trying to have a little Sunday. Um, is there any worse people right now? An extreme liberal from Portland. Um, <laughs> so you, you got the you, you got the people complaining about the America stuff. You got the people complaining about how much money they make. You got you got people complaining about uh, you know African American issues. You have every time you're just trying to watch the game. There's something wrong. Not enough transgender representation. Not enough anything. Uh, where's the gay gay flag? This is this is um, capitalism at its best. Football. Every single time you watch, there's someone bitching about something to it. Oh yeah, just imagine the second injury, like a concussion happens, and somebody's going to be you know, paying out the, the web page where they read this 40-page article yeah. on concussions to me while I'm trying to watch my game. Yeah, so this is political. You know, uh, societal speech going on every time you're trying to watch the game. Like you can't even breathe because there's always something. There's always something wrong with that. Yeah, and they're always the ones that think they're the most important. So that's okay. That, that's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Fighting my lips on this one. Well, the way I the way I went about this was like, what would drive me crazy? But then I'm also I also thought like, what would drive Berlu crazy? And would this be people talking too much, like, just leave me alone, just leave me alone, just leave me alone, and these people will, will not stop talking, and they will yeah. just be like, you know, and then, and then, like, every time you go, like, you try to talk to him at the party, and you're like, well, he, you know, he's in line for the bathroom, and they're like, he? Excuse me? You know, like, you're getting their pronouns wrong left and right. You, you, this is the worst Sunday of your life, man. And let's add to it, my man cave has the old school Redskins oh. gear down. Oh, there. my God. So literally, they'll step into the room and stare at it, stare at me, and I'll be like, here comes week two lecture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, so I think it's a bad one. I think it's a bad one. That's, that's a solid one. Mm. Now, for me, I went through a couple things. I will tell you my backup option I was going to give you mm-hmm. would be a room full of religious converters. Okay. Like the Jehovah Witnesses, the Mormons, mm-hmm. everyone who's like, have you heard the word of God kind of people in the room. Yeah, kind of, almost in a similar vein, you know, like, but a different purpose, but similar annoyingness. Yeah. But what I did go with, Scott, okay. is people who you barely know on your Facebook page <laughs> or high school. <laughs> Who want to tell you about their depression, talk to you about all the, hey, Scott, remember that time story that you have no recollection about, but they'll try to remind you yeah. with 800 antics and you never remember, or 
in the end, talk about their life coach or they're trying to sell you on a pyramid scheme. So for 18 oh. weeks, people that you somewhat know, but still feel like you're their pet friend and will not stop talking throughout the game on their own stuff. Right. We're on a similar vibe, but different results, I think. Um, I think this is a good call for you because you know I hate I hate small talk. I hate the, uh, hey, how many kids do you have? Ah, uh, where do you work? You know, that you're just dealing with that small talk the entire game. Oh, uh, the bathroom's down to the right, you know. You know, yeah, yeah, it's right over there. To the right. And, uh, remember that time we were for the Joseph family and they, yeah. their bathroom got stuck up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, what do you do now? Uh, oh, Where'd you meet your wife? Uh, you know, like, oh, cool. I what, had a wife. What grade? What grade is he in? You know, oh yeah, yeah. That is, yeah, horrifyingly bad. Uh, that's a very, very strong pick, also. That's a very strong. So, right now we got the liberals from Portland versus the uh, the loosely known people from high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, so I can I kick it to you now. Yeah, you, you want to pick the category? Yeah, I'll pick the category. Um, let's go with food at the party. Right? Food at the party. You know, you're entertaining. You gotta, you gotta feed the people, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of fun stuff. I'd be really easy to come up with, like some kind of disgusting food, right? Uh, put down. It'd be easy to be like, oh, liver and onions or something to that effect. So, I went. My and grandma used to love liver and onions. Loved it. My dad loved it. Loved it. I tried it once. I'm like, oh my, it's like sucking on a penny. It's I tried it once too, and it was just like uh, very textury, very like, like no hardness to it all. Very soft. Every bite, just a, like a gallon of iron is going down your throat. <laughs> a gallon of iron. <laughs> Michael Burlow's gallon of iron. Just not grandma knows it. All right. So, I could have went with a disgusting food. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, my backup was going to be, I was going to make you get wings, but you could only afford a small amount of wings, so through the entire game, you had to pass around the wings to everybody in the room, even so much as to share. Distribute the wings. The, the wings. Yeah. 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 Yep. But what I went with is dips. So you're going to have salsa, honey <laughs> dips, yeah. fondue, all the great stuff. Guacamole. Yeah. Look, catch. I'm not giving you chips. No, no. I'm not giving you vegetables. No, I'm not even giving you utensils. So all everybody is doing is dipping their hand yeah. into the dip and eating throughout <laughs> the day. You can't just starve yourself. You. You literally, like, at some point, all right, 10 people put their hands in the gym. Uh, I got to go in because I'm starving here. Been watching football for eight hours. Uh, 10 people from high school just dipping their hands in here. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. That's bad. That's bad, man. Ooh. Okay. I um, also thought about, like, the grossness. I was thinking, like, you know. Escargot or something weird that people don't want. But um, I decided um, I was watching a show the other night that we all love. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? Oh, 
Okay. Um, Mike, you're going to serve cake to everybody. Okay. But it's not cake. Right. It's the ingredients of the cake. Oh. <laughs> Flour, <laughs> raw eggs, milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, okay. it's cake time. <laughs> but... <laughs> Like, can I get a bowl to mix it and leave, or do I have to go hand fist? I mean, you really want a bowl, that's fine. If you want everyone mixing a cake, you know, no, they can't cook it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are just feasting on flour, eggs, uh, a <laughs> little sugar, <laughs> uh, bacon soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you're like, you're exciting your audience. You're exciting the liberals from Portland, and you're... Most of them are probably vegan also. So well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're just like, guys, it's cake time. And everyone's like, okay, cake. Woo, let's go. And you just hand them all the ingredients in the cake, like Frank Reynolds had in the dog cage for Charlie McDenica. So that's a little shout-out to Always Sunny right there. I, I got to admit, I kind of... I love that. And I love the fact that my mouth is going to be completely dry with flour in it. Yeah, doing my only substance would be to get raw egg in there to yep. cleanse it down there. Mm-hmm. And all, so. Yeah, yeah. No savory snacks, just disgusting raw ingredients. Okay. All right. All right. I think we're pretty even. Like, there's nothing where I'm like, man, I skyrocketed past you. No, no. There's been times where I think you won, I won, but this this, this time I think we're pretty even. Okay. I will let you start off now with how are you going to watch the game? Okay. Now, I took this in a different way. I didn't know if you were 100% men like, are we looking at the game or how are we watching the game? Like in the room, okay. Is that the way you want? At first, I thought of like, okay, everyone has like a kaleidoscope that they got to watch the game through. Like, and I was like, okay, that's annoying, but it's not, it's not life wrecking, okay. So then I took it outside the box and I said, how are we watching the game in the room, okay? Gotcha. So here's how you're watching the game with the liberals, and after you have. A bunch of cake ingredients, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so you are watching the game um, in single file, okay? You're, 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 you're sitting in single file in chairs, okay? So <laughs> all the guests, you know, boop, 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 like, you know, the guy who has the front seat, good, but the rest of you are all, like, standing around the corner, trying to peek out, you know, kind of like a big bobsled. Yeah, you guys are sitting. Yep. And you know, like, the big tall fat guy is going to, like, the second he comes downstairs, take seat number one. Um, but you're also, um, for whatever reason, you decided you're all wearing turtleneck sweaters. Okay. Okay, which I have always seen the most uncomfortable thing that's ever been made in human history. Mm-hmm. Um, and just tidy white. Okay. So you're yeah. sitting single file. <laughs> Uh, in turtleneck, but in tidy whitey. So I don't know how many people you invited to your party. Let's say nine to ten. Yeah. Ten guys sitting in a row, or ten, ten they, them sitting in a row. Um, he, she, these, you know, everything on the front. 
um, turtlenecks up your neck, so it's going to get a little hot. But then you're, you got a little relief because you're all tidy white, but like a bobsled going down the hill. Um, that's, mm-hmm. how, that's how I took that question. Okay, I, I like it. Uh, I, I don't like it when it gets hot, so it's going to get annoying. Uh-huh. And single file and no being like a people pleaser, I'll take like a deep seat and uh-huh. I'm going to be screwed right there. And I can tell it's going to be a whole debate on like what kind of pants. Somebody's going to come out fresco. Like, <laughs> no, this is the way yeah. I don't wear. I don't have underwear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Much silk is used in underwear and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that right there. So Scott, I was trying my backup. No, no, real quick, real quick before you go. Did your mom ever make you wear a turtleneck when you were younger? I had no memory. Dude, I don't know my mom. Gave me like a turtleneck sweater. I was just done. This is the guy who, when my mom put me into like CD pajamas with feet, she'd have to cut them off with scissors because I would overheat. Oh, I'm still that guy. I see, I get hot immediately. The idea of a turtleneck, like a sweater on your neck, makes me like nauseous thinking about it. Uh, yeah, I've never had to feel like that. But, uh, all right, how am I watching this game? But kind of interesting how your thought process was. My backup was that you have to watch it through a Faropter. Now, do you know what a Faropter is, Scott? It sounds super familiar. Like, I feel like I've heard this term before. Okay. So when you go in for an eye exam. Yes. And they put that thing in front of you, and they're like, mm-hmm. number one, number two. Number one, number two. Got it, Mike. Yep. At one point, I was thinking you had to have a barometer in front of you, and it kept changing <laughs> the lenses during yeah. the game. Yep. But uh, I kind of like my answer here. So you will see all the action of the game, but you won't oh, great. practically be watching the direct game, Scott, because along with your company, who are your somewhat high school Facebook friends. Right. You're also going to have a local community theater of actors come into your house. Okay. And they're going to watch every single play, and they will reenact every single play. <laughs> so you're going to have yep. 11 people who think they should have been yep. prime-time actors yep. in there. You will get the guy who wants to do the Aaron Rodgers. No! Hot, hot, crap. Hut, hut, hike. My legacy. Hut, hut, hike. Yeah. Yeah, and they're going to do, like, interpretive stuff and dancing and all that. So you will know what every single play and every single result is, but you will have to rely on them reimagining every single play. So even even though the game is, like, three hours long, you got to realize they got to watch it. They have to come together with the play. So this thing is going to probably last a good six hours for you, Scott. <sighs> Yeah, not to mention I got they're gonna be eating my dips. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a lot of dip and you don't know which one wasn't touched yet. So. Uh, that's a good one too, man. That's a good one. I don't know. Single fi- single file in tidy whities in a turtleneck or watching community theater for six hours. It's two different missiles. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then your high school friends like, oh, remember blah blah blah. That's his sister, you know. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, terrible. Exactly. Yeah. Woo. Okay. Okay. All right, Mike. Uh, is it my call or your call? It is your call. 
Let's go with, um, we're going to go with the pregame activity. Okay. Before the game, as your liberal friends show up, okay, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm up, I'm up. Okay. As my Facebook friends show up. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey guys, come over for the big game, you know? Yeah. So, I try to figure out what is. What could annoy you the most to lead into the event itself? Mm-hmm. And one one thought was you would every week have to try to find a former player from the team that you root for, so the Giants. And so basically, basically what we do with the podcast, like yeah, uh, each week, kind of. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like this is the backup idea. It's not the backup idea. I was thinking that you every week try to find them. And ask them to hug them while singing the team song. And basically, until they agree to it, you have to keep going every week to that same person. So if you go to Lauren Taylor's house and he's like, get off my property, you have to come back for week two, week three, week four, until he does it. You know? So it's not like they can talk about it as a big joke. Also, I'm not going to LT's house if there's incriminating shit there. <laughs> I am not getting torn down with that boat. Well, you don't have to worry about that yeah. because that was my backup plan in case you used it. But okay. Here's what's going to happen. You see, in order to show camaraderie and solidarity for the competition of the game, every week you will find a fan of your team's opponent and do household chores they request prior to kickoff. And if you got to travel, you need to make sure that you take off in enough time to allow yourself to do all the chores to get back in time before the kickoff so you can greet your guests at the house. So if you're playing Seattle and you can't find anybody outside of that, you got to take a Friday off, fly down there, do chores for the chores. Yeah. yeah, fly back and get ready for football. Yeah, that's bad, too. Um, I think the only thing that could be positive out of this is, like, Maybe I make a friend, <laughs> you know. Like maybe I make a friend in Seattle who has season tickets, or a guy from Cleveland. Like, and if I really clean his toilet really good, he's like, you know what? Here's two two Browns Giants tickets. Like, come, 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 hang with us. Uh, the travel thing. I am over because they're not for Facebook. Yeah, um, the travel part of it, like I'm guessing I'm paying that out of pocket too. Um, this this season's going to cost me uh, like $10,000. No, well, I mean, it's the camaraderie of the game. <laughs> yeah, game day. Game day, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's, that's pretty terrible. That's pretty terrible. A lot of travel there. A lot mm-hmm. of travel. All right. You. So. I was thinking pre-game activity, like the day of, like before the game starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all your liberal friends come over, the big libs, you know, they come. They come. Yeah, big libs, that's like all Yeah, uh, from Portland, they're all fired up, you know. Um, you know, before you get in your turtleneck, before you get in your tidy whities and before you assemble your seats in a straight row, um, you guys love to do a good pre-game waxing, um, full body waxing. Um, so you know, you put, you, 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 
you, you put hot wax on each other, you, you peel each other's hair off. Everyone is hairless before the game. Um, we're doing the buttholes, we're doing the pubis area. Um, we're doing a full body wax before we're able to watch football. I like the idea, but you got to remember come week three, week four, it's going to be a lot easier to <laughs> Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. an issue in the fact that I'm sure there's some super hippies that's like, no, nah, man, Mother Nature lets you grow out and not yeah. do it. And all, you hold back and forth. It's your sunflower. We can't watch this game until you do this. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm just. Like, I, I just love the idea of you having all this hair all over your, your house, uh, people lining, lining up to, uh, you know, just get waxed to, to watch the game. And then after you have all that, like, wax burn and sensitive skin, you got to put a turtleneck over the top of that. That can't be good, man. That, that can't be good. It can't be good, but like I said, I think when you can be thin, I'm going to by that point, you're like, hey, Jim, come on, let's get the chest on real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, get, get, get in your back seat, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to, like, tackle a fat hippie to get him in the waxing chair. <laughs> I love that you have a waxing chair, too. That's, that's great. If they're coming over for 18 weeks, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta have it. it it's the last roll of the single file seating with the waxing chair. Yeah, you, I had to spend money on travel. You had to buy a waxing chair. You know, it, it, it all it's evens out. Money, <laughs> uh, all right, last one. Okay. Well, the last one is halftime entertainment. All right, Mike. You are, you know, I think this kind of as a halftime show. Okay. So you have to watch the halftime entertainment. So every week, you know, usually where you would go get snacks, you would go go to the bathroom, um, you know, maybe shake your turtleneck out, get the hair off of it, you know. Um, instead, you just have to watch. The 20 minutes at halftime or half hour halftime, all together, you just have to watch Yoko Ono perform all her solo hits. Uh, I mean, that's work out at zero, right? Nope, nope, nope. Every week, you know, every week she's coming out with something she thinks is a hit. So Yoko Ono just. Anything she's done. Okay, gotcha. Got so, so now all these libs who are rediscovering the Beatles, you know, and the peace and love messages, and the woman who, you know, a lot of people accuse of kind of breaking up the band, um, you now have to watch her perform just her solo stuff for a half hour every single week. In single file, by the way. <laughs> I think that would get to me because it's not like. There's some bands like you hate, but it's like, okay, I can kind of jam to this or whatever. Yeah, it's Smash Mouth for performing. You'd be like, all right, hey, now, we're a rock star, get the game on. You know, you would sing along to it or be stupid to it. There's no Yoko on a hit. No, no, but not even like stuff she did with Lennon. No, no, no. All right, so Yoko Ono and the hits to you, Mike. Um, what am I doing at halftime? 
All right, Scott. So to summarize your day, you just got back from Newark Airport because you had to help an Arizona Cardinals fan move the couch. Right. right uh, you right, come right. into your house with your somewhat friends from high school that you basically only know on Facebook. Of course. You're, yeah. You got all your dips out ready for people to just plunge their hands into it. And right now, the community uh, drama club is huddled up and ready to figure out how to play each play for you for your entertainment. Of course. Well, Scott, you know, normal Sunday. Yep. Yeah. So, Scott, my backup was going to be that you were going to be the halftime entertainment, <laughs> where you would have to put on a magic show for guests, with the caveat being to find out about magic trick, but you couldn't find out how to do the trick. You would have to figure it out on, on the phone. On the spot, yeah. And you could not, until you successfully did the trick, you can't go to the second half and end this whole day. Okay. But I, but I didn't do that. I went with a little good one. So, you have your high school Facebook friends that you barely know. Of course. But they also... Naturally. Yeah. But they also brought... Some kind of old couple with them. Maybe their parents, an uncle, a teacher at their school, whatever. And you know what they got with them, Scott? They got old time reels of home videos. And during halftime, they're breaking out that film again, the big projector to roll out. And you're going to be spending every 10 to 30 minutes in all. Seeing a 1969 film, Our Trip to Tucson. <laughs> Something to that effect. There's going to be no sound to it. No. It's going to be just a bunch of old stills. You won't know anybody involved. Like, maybe they'll try to, like, oh, this is a funny story, and basically come up with something that's not even close to funny. But that is going to be your big break in between the second half where the drama club comes out to show you the rest of the game. Yeah. I feel like if your audience was with the old videos, there could be mayhem happening. The racial slurs they were using, the, uh... And here we are at the plantation. The spanking, the, 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 uh, the, the calling them he, the, the women going back in the, the kitchen, they would not have a good time with that. Um, neither, neither would I, obviously. I would not want to watch their trip to Tucson, as you say. Um, yeah, yeah, not good, man. Uh, all, the, all the small talk, the dips. I, I'm assuming those old people coming in are going to want some dips. You know, oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, maybe they don't want to use the hands so they take the tension down and just walk it into the clock. Yeah. yeah. Well... I think, um, I don't know. Those are two pretty shitty Sundays, man. I, I, uh, We're pretty even. Yeah, I, I think this one is close to a draw, I would, I, would, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, audience, would you like to tell us who won this scenario? Yeah, whose who, who Sunday is worse? Um, I also, <laughs> I took the halftime as a halftime show, so I, mm. I, I thought that would be the worst possible halftime show. Um, you took it as <laughs> more people are coming to the house. <laughs> the house. 
you got to build out your house, buddy. You yeah. Know, like, you got to start calculating it's when, good. like, September comes around. Like, you might have to move, buddy. It's getting a little crowded here on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to go, like, somewhere central United States so you can probably find more fans closer to you. Yeah. Because once they go to the West Coast, you're like, but I still love the image of you in the back row in a turtleneck and your tidy whities with no body hair, um, trying to peek around the corner to see your commander's game and be like, get out of the way, <laughs> Guy Tower, or whatever your name is. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Let us know if you guys are listening. Um, who, who got it this time? Um, we'll do... Uh, more more variants of this bit over and over again. We like it. Um, but it is also time to go. It's time to go. Uh, Mike, anything to promote before we get out of here? Uh, I'm going to promote this brewery. Uh, I have not been to this brewery yet. It's uh, called Blackbird Farm Brewery. It's in Littleburn, Georgia. The reason I'm promoting them is they actually had an issue where they had to shut down where they found out the, the Gwinnett County Health Department said they had to shut down because they didn't have a health department permit. They were open for two and a half years and had no clue this was an actual thing. And they actually came close to just saying, we're done, we're shutting down. Mm-hmm. But uh, they have a GoFundMe right now to help them out, basically recover from some of the stuff that happens, I can happily report they're going to be reopening this weekend, so things are looking good. The GoFundMe has like over $7,500. Our goal is to make up for all lost wages, pay salary, fine, stuff like that. So uh, I would suggest either A, go to the GoFundMe and look for Save the Brewery Blackbird, or if you're around the Lilburn. Georgia area, why don't you just head on over there and have a couple pints and uh, help out this brewery, Blackbird Brewery. Sounds awesome. Um, I will promote a show coming back uh, for Wisconsin and Sponsor Chill at uh, Whiskey and Virtue in Morristown, New Jersey. We did one maybe six months ago. It was very cool. It's one of the most beautiful rooms I've ever seen um, for performance. Um, that show is going to be, hold on, let me get the date correct before I, I lead you astray. Oh, uh, while you're looking, I meant Blackbird Farm Brewery. Um, so that show is going to be on October 19th. Um, the show is loaded. I booked all my favorite comedians. I'm pretty much taking no money out of it just because I want to put on a show because I know that room should be beautiful. Um that room is going to have myself, uh, John Kirshner, Mike Sicoli, uh, and headliner Peter Ravello, and then out of out of the woodwork after giving uh, birth to two kids, Jackie Byrne coming back. She married me, uh, me and my wife, um, one of the funniest comedians I know, one of the best people I know. She's going to be hosting uh, the best host in the world, uh, Jackie Byrne. Um, so that is Whiskey and Virtue. Uh, tickets should be going up this week. Um, and then before we go on a somber note, I would like to give a shout-out to longtime listener uh, Don Bagnato. Um, today his 
or, or just yesterday, his father passed away. Um, Dom's, Dom's been a longtime supporter. Um, his wife's been on the show. Dom's been on the show. He listens to every episode. He's so annoying on, the, on Mondays. He's like, where's my, where's my podcast? I, I listen to it on the train and, and stuff like that. Um, his dad was an amazing guy. He was my soccer coach for a couple of years when I was uh, younger on a travel team. I got to know all your brothers. Your dad was an amazing guy. Uh, may you rest in peace. Um, so thank you, Dom, for all your support. And uh, me and Mike are, are, are here for you. And um, your dad's in our prayers. But uh, other than that, guys, life is funny. Laugh at it. Keep the wind at your back. Bye-bye. I'll check you for tips.